All right. Welcome to the third episode of Value Stack, where we talk all things value investing and stacking Dogecoin. So I'm here with BTC BAP and I'm Shape Your Funds. And, uh, and we actually don't uh, stack Dogecoin. We, we stack sats here. But um, today we'll be talking about what's going on in the BTC slash cryptocurrency world. And uh, there's been a lot of recent development. So no shortage of things to talk about. We'll try to keep it short. Zach, any opening remarks? Yeah, man, Dogecoin, uh, I, we're not stacking it. Um, but it is, it is, it has been sort of amazing to, to see this unfold. And I think it, it has a lot of broader implications about how much of a barrier knowledge can be to successful investing. Um, so yeah, uh, where do you want to start today, man? So Bitcoin's down 28% from its all time high. I guess Elon Musk tweeted about five minutes ago that Bitcoin is centralized and apparently Dogecoin is the future. So um, maybe we'll start there because I think Dogecoin is interesting because it is like, it's a bona fide mania. Like every single one of my friends and family has Dogecoin. And really? people that I, yeah. Are we friends? Um, so. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> The, the vast majority of my friends uh, have Dogecoin and I have a hard time talking people out of things like this because, you know, you could, uh, for example, I, I told my girlfriend and my little sister about two months ago that putting money into Dogecoin is setting their cash on fire. And, you know, you have to separate decisions from outcomes and I still stick by their advice, but, um, you know, since then Bitcoin's down, say, Twenty percent, and Dogecoin's up many thousands of percent. And my little Whoa. sister's wondering how uh, I'm the finance well, guy. So yeah, Big Brother doesn't much wow. Like he doesn't know it anymore. Yeah, man, it's it's mania. Um, you know, Dogecoin's market cap was super small, so easy to pump it. Bitcoin takes a lot more capital in it to actually move it. Um, yeah, you know, Elon, this is all the Elon pump and Elon doesn't understand Bitcoin clearly. Like if he did, I, he's either trolling to get people to sell their Bitcoin so he can buy more, which in that case, like, seems like a, I mean, despicable, but maybe an incredibly smart thing to do. He is the short seller enrichment committee, you know, fan. So he certainly loves taunting and skating by the rules, you know, in the gray area. And so because Bitcoin's not a security, maybe like maybe he feels that this is like his vendetta to like get another round at the SEC where he's like, haha, look at me, watch, watch me tank Bitcoin, pump Dogecoin. Then I'm going to buy all the Bitcoin and I'm saying all of these obviously false things because literally he's like, his, he's like, blocks should be larger, blocks should be faster. I'm like, dude, we figured this out in the forks like years ago that that was not the solution to keeping Bitcoin central decentralized. But so he's like voicing arguments that are already debunked years ago. And it's mm -hmm. like, he lives on the internet too. So it's like, this information isn't like hard to find is right there. So he's either being lazy, which to me is, doesn't seem part of like, doesn't seem in line with his character. So he's either being lazy and not doing the work to figure out what's already been figured out, or he's just blatantly like straight up manipulating the markets because he knows he can. And, he thinks it's funny and like, I mean, if he's tanking Bitcoin by talking shit about it to pump Dogecoin to then buy everybody's Bitcoin, like, I mean, that's ruthless, especially if you're all, <laughs> if you're already the richest man on earth, that's ruthless. Um, yeah. but also fully within his right, um, you know, Bitcoin that's part of the ethos of it. Like 
no one can control it and like everything's fair dude yeah so you can't have your cake and eat it too like if you want a free market like you know losers are gonna get wrecked like this mm -hmm. is part of life man yeah you know there's he everything he's doing yeah like you said seems out of character like he's certainly a lot smarter than the things he's saying and one thing like just imagine this scenario he's making a big fuss about bitcoin's energy usage and the environment so imagine the scenario where he uh you know works with the government enters this renewable renewable credit market that he's been buying for gets it creates this big problem around bitcoin and the environment at least in a lot of people's minds mostly people that don't understand bitcoin like you said crashes the price of bitcoin which so far seems very effective or if at least a crazy coincidence if he's not impacting the price of bitcoin right now so he's scooping up bitcoin and then he's also creating the solution through his company tesla through decentralized utility with batteries solar and everything else so he's creating a problem that only he can solve Co cozying up with the government and stacking stats on the cheap all in one fell swoop possible yeah i mean tesla makes most of their money by selling carbon offsets or something right like yeah. you know way more about their business model than i do um but tesla makes a lot of their money off of companies who aren't carbon neutral basically buying the credits from tesla whatever it is like and i think that i read something that other companies are starting to no longer need to buy those because they are becoming more they're reducing their carbon so now tesla basically has to suck up to the sec or to the or not the sec but like the epa or whomever I don't know. I'm really like talking over out of my element here, but like basically they have to, their business model like got crushed. So now they have to like put on a little song and dance to say that they care about the environment. Like what, right. what really, what really confuses me on the energy thing from Elon is like, first of all, the grid is still mostly non-renewable. So when Tesla cars are charged by their battery, like the grid, it's still using fossil fuels first. Yeah. Like battery electric cars is not like, unless, you know, like it's from the grid. So, and the grid is a American grid is far more green than Chinese grid. And, but the, but the more kind of ironic part that maybe doesn't matter and it's sort of missing the point of the argument, but the guy also runs SpaceX, which happens to combust like lots of fuel to send rockets to space and like that personally I, I again not an i'm not an expert here but i would imagine those rockets use a lot of fuel and that seems like an awful waste of energy especially for testing we're not even like doing anything with it we're just testing them and they keep blowing up too. So that seems like a bad, bad for the environment also. So now of course, like I'm, I'm only making the half truth an argument. Cause like, you know, these are like necessary steps to be done if we want to leave the planet and like, I get all that. Right. But I'm just saying like for the guy who like blows up rockets in his free time, like it seems a little uh, arrogant to be talking about what's good for the environment, but. So, so, so you're, you're right about that. And it's, yeah perhaps a little nuanced when you look at the the research that's being done i mean they're kind of like the uber for space so there's a lot of researchers there's telecom companies unfortunately there's governments that are putting spy shit up there but um they're certainly effective in getting things up into space and as you said it's a it's a first step in becoming an interplanetary species now right now right. now they burn a ton of fuel and they crash a bunch of rockets into the ocean <laughs> i know that can't be good for wildlife so right right that's it's what i'm saying it's like dude you're not the model you're not the model environmental citizen like you're not greta thunberg you know <laughs> like dude <come laughs> like much much wow you know like and 
like he just like dogecoin is centralized dude a third of the dogecoin are in one wallet so he's just he's either completely ignorant not stupid but just ignorant which with as easy the information is to access makes me think like stupid because how can you be that willfully ignorant um or he's or (laughs) he's smart and knows that everybody else is stupid and that the point that we're making is so obvious it's like of course he knows that making faster smaller block bigger blocks is like not going to be good like don't tell him about bitcoin sv like (laughs) (laughs) so like of course he knows these things because everybody yeah. knows these things because it's on the internet where you can just easily read and I'll be like, oh, okay, that's why that doesn't work. And he's just like, but if I say it, people will just like take it as face value truth. So he's just like capitalizing on everybody else's stupidity, which like is morally reprehensible. Like, or like I'm just like, dude, like, come on. That sucks. Like, you're really scaring and wrecking a lot of people who need financial freedom and sovereignty from governments. They're just like, this is heartbreaking if he is doing this, you know, but that's a moral argument, not a, you know, that's a moral like discussion. So, yeah. And it, so just, just one more thing on that topic, Jackson Palmer, the guy who started Dogecoin, tweeted on may 13 he doesn't tweet very often i guess he's hardly on twitter but um he tweeted that (laughs) elon is a self-absorbed grifter um and and what's funny about jackson palmer is one time i heard he was asked how he invests his money and he said he buys the s p 500 etf so it's just (laughs) all, all around funny stuff but him calling elon out um, he doesn't own any Dogecoin. Um, what he created as t- to be a, a joke or a meme is now Elon Coin, essentially. Mm-hmm. But who who knows really did what's you, going on? Did you see how he tweeted? I think like yesterday he tweeted. They were like, yo, why did you not? They were like, did you think about the energy usage and development when you were designing Dogecoin and how the faster blocks would make it? And he was like, no, dude. I made Dogecoin in two hours. It was a joke. No, I didn't. I didn't think about any of it. <laughs> He's like, I did it like in an afternoon. Like I didn't plan anything. <laughs> yeah, it's my understanding. It's it's mostly the Bitcoin code with the different monetary policy. So they just copied and pasted and then said, "Here yeah. you go." Yep, that's basically it. Yeah. Interesting it uses stuff. A so different uses a different hashing algorithm. Okay. And now they're talking about going to proof of stake. So we'll see how that works out for them. Good um, so before we recorded today, uh, you were talking about why Dogecoin makes less sense on Mars. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Care, care to talk about that? Yeah, so Unchained Capital has a good article uh, called Bitcoin Astronomy. And it talks about the speed of light and how basically technology is expanding exponentially and that because of that we'll be a multi-planetary species probably within a century or two um and bitcoin's designed i mean look the last bitcoin won't even be created until 2140 so we've got over 100 years before bitcoin's even done creating all of its money supply so by that point we'll probably be living on mars i won't be Maybe your kids will be though. Maybe your great gang, great kid, great, great grandkids. You're gonna have great kids, is what I mean. Um, <laughs> I want to be the uncle, the 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 crazy Bitcoin uncle. Um, so on Mars, because Mars, I think, I think I read it, it takes 22 minutes for light to travel. Maybe it's 12 minutes. I think it's 12 minutes. Because it takes seven minutes for light to get from the sun to earth, right? Doesn't that sound right? Yeah. And I think it takes 12 minutes for light to get from earth to Mars or I, it takes t- the point the, I, the, the point is that it takes 
a notice a, a non-zero noticeable a meaningful amount of time for information to travel for between earth and mars and so there will always be this like communication information delay because information can only travel at the speed of light even you know fiber optic right so um so because of that like block times if they're super fast like 10 seconds or less you can imagine a world where like on earth you're on block you know 720,294 but on mars you're still on the one before that because in 10 seconds there's you know it took longer for the information to travel than it did for the next block so like the blocks will never be in they'll never be in consensus and so there will actually be it will be impossible basically for this network to work across multiple planets and the whole point is to have this you know one currency for all of humanity now there's a pretty interesting adapt adaptability you know you can go into the lightning layer where you lock these bitcoin up let's say that somebody goes to mars and they have bitcoin on layer one on chain and then they lock them up in a contract with somebody else on mars there's like martian lightning network and like they can only interact on the lightning network because it doesn't require consensus on the blockchain often and and you know it only requires it when you open and close those channels and so again it comes to the it just it just further highlights the the necessity of multiple layers and the analogy to the internet model where the tcp icp mod or tcp ip model um where the internet has multiple layers the data layer the application layer um and and Bitcoin and money protocols will have that same thing. So they don't need to all be done on the base layer. And in fact, that will make it less scalable as we become a multi-planetary species. So Elon doesn't realize that his goal of making Dogecoin the currency and going to Mars are strictly like what he wants for Dogecoin is strictly counterproductive to his other goals. So Elon, if you want to talk i'm happy to educate you all right well it's important i don't think i don't think he's a listener just yet but um just a reminder shout out to nafal hi mom those are our, <laughs> our two listeners elon it is important that you understand bitcoin because you have the influential ability to change the world so dude figure it out do the work. Bitcoin requires proof of work. Like Elon is the latest case that Bitcoin, and this is more of a metaphor, but Bitcoin requires proof of work, not only in its consensus, but in its understanding. And B Elon has clearly either proved that he has not, that he's a scammer <laughs> or he hasn't done the work. Bro, right. show me proof of work that you've done the work to understand Bitcoin. He understands the law, I'm afraid. Uh, the, the Suck Elon's commission I can't go after him for this. So um, perhaps he is playing three-dimensional chess. But enough about Elon, enough about Doge. Let's talk about Bitcoin. At time of recording, Grayscale Bitcoin Trust is at a 17% discount. Wait till I believe, tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it'll go... Grayscale trust will go down more than Bitcoin fell over the weekend because that's just that's been what's Dude, happening. My retirement account's gotten destroyed. <laughs> Should have sold it all for Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah, uh, Bitcoin stocks have had a real rough time. Um, I think you said micro strategy. The, the business is basically free. They're, they're trading. It's less than free. It's less it's than like free. More, it's more than free. Like the the value of microstrategy is negative. Like it's as if they are taking away from the value of the company, the fact that they earn money. <laughs> well, I, I can't imagine Michael Saylor spending a whole lot of time on business operations these days, but I'm sure they're still doing something and I'm sure they're cash flow positive. Otherwise they wouldn't have gotten into Bitcoin in the first place. So 
how is that possible? How is it trading for less than the Bitcoin they have on the balance sheet? They have more risks. There's more risks to holding MicroStrategy than there are to holding Bitcoin. MicroStrategy is yeah. security. The, the SEC could say MicroStrategy is deemed like, I don't know, like because they if they make Bitcoin illegal, like the security is illegal, but because like, you hold the security and custodialship at your broker, you actually, you know, get that money seized. Whereas like if they make Bitcoin illegal and you hold Bitcoin, like they can't really seize it in the same mechanism. Um, that's like a super edge case that I don't really think is like highly fa factored into its value, but maybe to some degree, um, you know, there's execution risk, there's custody risk. Like what if uh, MicroStrategy sells all their Bitcoin, like you don't know that they won't with 100% certainty. And so like, there's the risk that you're buying MicroStrategy to buy Bitcoin, and then they sell it. And so there's like the value of that proxy is gone. Um, there's custody risk, like, what if like, they don't secure their Bitcoin, and uh, they're gone. Um, Wouldn't that be a fun special event? the government comes out and tells them they have to sell their Bitcoin and just get it off your balance sheet, go back to what you were doing before. That would be a very special situation. That would be an amazing buying opportunity if they were able to Dude. monetize the Bitcoin on the balance sheet and then still be, you know, a big data software business. So that would be, I think that will maybe happen as governments continue to be more threatened by Bitcoin, companies are going to start to hold Bitcoin on their balance sheets more than dollars eventually. And their companies are going to be in an interesting situation because they're, you, you have a choice, especially as a multinational company, like what, country do you custody your bitcoin in and if because if a government tries to take it because bitcoin's a multinational global currency you don't have to keep it in a certain country so or like you know when you keep bitcoin you're it's really like the bitcoin's on the network anyway so it's more of the question of like where do you keep your private keys as the company do you keep it with a custodian and then you know add on the custody risk of governments like seizure or taxation, maybe? Um, or do you custody it yourself? But if you custody it yourself, the CFO can't have 100% fiduciary ability to just send all the Bitcoin in the wallet. Because what if the CFO gets robbed and somebody comes to, you know, like there's got to be certain like redundancies in place for companies that are going to hold Bitcoin on their balance sheet. Um, so they're like multi-sig becomes a really good option for that because you can put like, let's say you're like, let's say you're Facebook, right? Like you have offices all over the world. Like you put like one private key in your, in your Menlo park office, you put one in your Hong Kong office, you put one in your sh London office, you put one in your, you know, South Africa office. And, and you have, in order to be able to spend the Bitcoin from the Facebook balance sheet, like you have to spend from multiple wallets in multiple continents. And those have extradition protection. So like no government could seize or enforce their potentially unfair taxation or whatever they do in the future. So um, it'll be interesting to like see how companies like, adapt to the custodial part because i think there are different risks associated with holding somebody else's bitcoin as a proxy and that's why you see these discounts like grayscale has a 15 percent discount because in addition to all that risk that i just mentioned they also have a two percent annual fee so that eats up your compounding returns quickly. What's strange about MicroStrategy though, is that like they have no fee, right? And they're still trading at a discount. So that's like priced in as if they're like, they're, them being involved in it is like taking away from the value of their balance sheet, which is 
I feel like an arbitrage opportunity. Yeah. I'd have to think Michael Saylor has contingency plans if government comes down on him. Um, he has too much of his personal net worth as well as the, you know, <laughs> viability of his business tied to Bitcoin. And um, yeah, everything we're talking about right here certainly is a base case. We're talking about a really gnarly scenario where um, governments really try to crack down. Now, I don't see that being possible unless there's like a quick run on the dollar. I think almost the worst thing for Bitcoin would be hyper Bitcoinization in like the next 18 months. Um, I'd much rather be over the next 18 years. Um, I don't want to live in hell till I'm 50. I want it to happen now. Let's just rip the, <laughs> let's just rip the bandaid off. Let's clear out the shit. Let's start over on a sustainable economy and rebuild health. Like technology is deflationary and the prices of like, we're going to be in a like deflationary spiral until we just do it. And like the more advanced technology becomes, the more the government's going to have to print money to counterbalance that inflationary, that deflationary effect that technology is having on the world. So you have like, you know, deflation going this way. So government's got to print money faster and faster to keep it from prices from falling and prices fall, wages fall, wages fall. People don't have incomes. This is why people think socialism is a good idea because as jobs get eliminated by technology, there is no jobs anymore. <laughs> so how do you earn money? Well, you don't really earn that much money. And in an economy with an inflating currency, that's a big problem. But in a world that is aligned with the way technology works, deflationary, and jobs are eliminated by technology, these are all like reality. This is reality. Um, where you barely earn any money anymore because you're not needed, quite frankly, sorry, then it's very important that you have a money that is deflationary that gains value over time because you don't get to earn that much because your physical labor isn't needed by the global economy because computers have done it. That's right. So it's a, you know, I've started taking the different approach. I started talking about Bitcoin. Like I went to a party last night. Um, strange to go to a party by the way. And I was like, talking to a bunch of people and I started coming at the approach. I was just like, yeah, Bitcoin is like a humanitarian thing. And I feel like that starts to hit people in a different way than, Oh, I'm going to get rich off Dogecoin. Yeah. Um, and like, if you take that lens too, it's super easy to see how like the rest of the cryptocurrencies are irrelevant because they have such a, a surface level, shallow uh, um, mission. Yeah. Like Bitcoins is about empowering global humanity to have a money that stores value over long term, that is censorship resistant without the government intervention that's in line with the way that technology growth is going to put us on that path anyway. Like it's yeah. about becoming in line with the way the world works and having a money that works in harmony with our society, not in disunity or whatever the opposite of harmony is. Um, and so, you know, when you look at like, when you look at it from that philosophical perspective, it becomes more clear the value proposition, I think. Absolutely. Yeah. That's um, really where a lot of my conviction has come from. It's just, realizing that it is an inevitability and like th th there is no good outcome from where we currently are with the level of, of wealth and income disparity like we're just not going to fix it in the current system and it's not going to even get better or even plateau the, the, the problems in my opinion won't plateau so bitcoin is humanity's first and only chance at a truly unstoppable decentralized store of value 
And yeah, it's really important. We're just never gonna have we're never gonna have another chance at this level of decentralization in something Dude, that the whole world wrong, can store their value. If we get this wrong, if we mess this up, like it's gonna be a problem. Yeah. Like there's not we're not gonna mess it up, to be honest. Like it's gonna work. <laughs> I'm gonna drill it into everyone's head for the rest of my life until it works, dude. Like there's not Ethereum maximalists. There's look at the people. Look at the look at the type of people who are Ethereum maxis, who are Doge maxis, who are Cardano maxis, who are XRP XRP maxis, who are Polkadot maxis, who are Binance maxis. I don't know that they like look at the look like and this isn't like to throw shade at them although unconsequentially it's gonna happen anyway like in con you know it's gonna happen anyway but like dude they're like they're what they world their worldview and like how they the whole point of all of it is like much like it's it doesn't it, have the same nobility behind it. Like you look at the people that like lead the Bitcoin education space, like Robert Breedlove and like Pierre Rochard and Vijay Boyapati. And like, dude, there's just so many people who are incredibly well-rounded and like incredibly knowledgeable. And like to those people, they're not like Bitcoin is like an entire chat like subject of philosophy and psychology and humanity like the other things are like blockchain like fun projects like you look at the gravity and the importance of bitcoin versus everything else and like the level of diligence that the people who are bullish on it have done the whole in their research and it's not even like it's not even the, it's that's why I hate the word crypto, because what it does is ignorantly conflate the two, assuming that Bitcoin is categorized in the same world as Ethereum and all of these other things. And it's like, no, Bitcoin is this major like that's like comparing a plane to a sandwich like. They're just what? Like they're different things. <laughs> <laughs> they just like. You can eat a sandwich on a plane, <laughs> you know, like, anyway, <laughs> I'm getting off topic, but to, to, yeah, to, to the point of like the dot leaders in the community and how selfless they are. Um, how about the Indy 500 car? How Dude, cool is that? Yeah. Like Bitcoin is about a movement. Like mm -hmm. it's about, it's about nobody. That's the whole point. It's not about any particular person. Like Ethereum is about Vitalik. <laughs> exactly. And, um, and for those of you who don't know, Ed Carpenter, uh, indie racer um, here in the U.S. is going to run one of his three cars in the Indy 500. That's number 21. Be number 21. And it's my understanding that was... Um, Somewhat serendipitous, somewhat serendipitous. No, I, they actually, they already had rights to the card number 21. Um, so it was kind of perfect. And so, um, yeah, he's going to be running a car with nothing, no sponsors besides the Bitcoin logo. And, you know, like Jack Mahler's is, is helping them with donations and yeah. they are not going to have a strike logo, no lightning, nothing. It's going to be for Bitcoin, Bitcoin about Bitcoin. And um, what's also great is the way that they're raising money. They're going to just raise money from the Bitcoin community um, in lieu of sponsorship funds. And then anything extra is going to go to Bitcoin development. And then anything beyond a certain level will go to the Children's Hospital in Indianapolis. So they're doing it right. Tight. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that about the hospital. That's cool. Yeah, dude. I mean, Bitcoin's a movement. It's not a you can't shut it down, dude. It's a movement. It's over, dude. That's why, like, that's why I'm not interested in anything else because 
I the last thing I want to do is be caught like with my pants down in like a scam that somebody else is at the top of pulling the strings, dude. That's why I don't want to be a part of the United States dollar because yeah. that's what it is. Right. It's a the central banks pulling the levers and you know herding the sheep, and however they see fit at the moment. Right, but when Ed Carpenter runs in the Indy 500, this is helping people in rural Africa and 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 Venezuela That's right. and, and That's Argentina. Right. It's it's That's one right. it's one protocol that the whole world gets to use. For the whole world, and with ten minute block times, Mars can too. Mm-hmm. Not Dogecoin, Elon. Get it through your head. Proof so, of stake. What a joke. Dude, proof of stake is proof of work. It's just a derivative. It's like a CDO. Like, because if you think about it, where does the energy come from to power the, like, it all comes, like, to power the staking? It all comes from, it all, dude, like, it all comes from the same source. It's just like more abstracted to an additional layer. Like, the staking consensus is verified by the capital and the capital is there because of the like electricity that has had to be, you know, like you can't stake without electricity. So like it, it requires it too. And like dude, proof of stake is like in order to have a stake, you just have to have money. Right. Like in order to have work, you have to have money to have all the stuff to mine. And you have to spend the electricity like in perpetuity. Like stake is just you have it's a one time thing. Your only opportunity cost is time. It's not also um, a variable cost of perpetual work. So that like game theoretical sunk cost part like is the most important part. Yeah. Like Ethereum's gonna blow up, dude. I think it's gonna just literally like when they try to switch to proof of stake, like. It's going to work for a minute, maybe, because people are just going to get roped in. Like, they just don't get it, dude. But it's not like, in order for the devs to cash out, they got to cash out. Like, they got to sell, right? And that's going to dump the whole market. I've been hearing a lot about Cardano. I don't, I don't get it. I I I think the the idea behind Cardano is, is, uh, uh, what would you call it? Uh, privacy. All right. <laughs> what would you call it? Privacy. Um, but it, isn't that the idea? Is like, I, I, and I really don't know. I, I really don't know. But my take on all those things is, if whatever Cardano is doing for privacy works, then it's just going to be worked into Bitcoin core at some point in the future. Dude, all the shit coins are all just experimental blockchains to figure out how we can implement those features into Bitcoin protocol because. We can't afford to break Bitcoin by shipping an update. So like we just like wreck it on the shit blockchains first. And then like if it works there, then we implement it to Bitcoin. <laughs> like yeah. uh, that's that's what DeFi is. Um, so exactly. And, and I'm sorry, I was thinking of Monero, uh, not yeah, Cardano, yeah, yeah, yeah. but there are diamond dozen. It really comes down to one thing. It's so simple. All of the you can have all the bells and whistle, whistle, whatever, wisdom and gizzards, and you can what bells and whistles. <laughs> you can have all of the fancy features that you want for your blockchain, and all of that's great and all, but without the integrity of the money, yeah, that's protecting it, it's irrelevant, and so. Right. Exactly. All these other features, it's like, oh, we do lightning fast transactions and we have super fast blocks and super scalable and smart contract function. I was like, yeah, but what about the integrity of the money? Yeah. What about the integrity? That's governing everything on that. Like, I don't care if I can send you butthole token at zero cost because butthole token's worthless. So unless you, unless you have come rocket and butcoin token, Ooh, and you, you, you can you can stake them. I'm sure you can create a, uh, uh, a Uniswap liquidity pool and, you know, earn a 700% APY yield uh, on doing that of, of, of something that's worthless. So congratulations on your yield. 
but like that's the thing like all of these they can all these functionalities like it they completely miss the point if they overlook the integrity of the money that governs the security of the blockchain and ethereum has no integrity of its money and no integrity of its blockchain because it's been rolled back that's why ethereum classic exists I just hate Ethereum, dude. I hate it. Because... <laughs> Here's the thing about Dogecoin. Doge is honest, honest about its like jokeness. Yeah. Ethereum is like maliciously like it's like that guy who like is like trying to act like he's not hitting on a girl, but she's like, it's so obvious you're trying to hit on me and it's you're failing and you're just creeping me out. And if you would just like you know, like it, it's like if it's disingenuous. Gonna, yeah, it's disingenuous. Like, <laughs> just admit that you're trying to supplant Bitcoin, and you can't. Like, at least you're at least Doge is forthright about its hilar hilarity. So, right. and to that regard, I hope Dogecoin flips ETH. Yeah. Much wow. Like the people who push ETH are scammers, dude. Because they literally either don't understand ETH's a centralized scam, and for that reason, they have no credibility, or they understand ETH's a centralized scam and are horrible people because they don't care, because they just want to make money. And if that means destroying other people who likely are gambling on their shitcoin blockchain because they're already in a disadvantageous financial situation... Now and you're 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 scamming those people, dude. There's a special place in hell for you, my friend. You know, like. Mm -hmm. But I'm not the moral police, and it's not really my business. So, like, you know, if that's why, if if people want to put money in shit coins, dude, Darwin, go for it. Yeah. Yeah. So, to to wrap things up today, stack sats. <laughs> I always just. Hit. Take, I hijack the, the podcast and just start shitcoin destroying. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think in talking about what we were going to talk about today, it was pretty much um, we, we did exactly what we came to do. So um. <laughs> I want to remind people that investing is confusing and that value is subjective. So Looking at the current state of the last two weeks, one might think Dogecoin is more valuable than Bitcoin because the price of it's going up and the price of Bitcoin is going down or that some major shift is happening where Ethereum is like becoming a contender to Bitcoin. This is not true. These are not facts. These are misunderstandings of perception. There is no jeopardy for Bitcoin's number one spot. The yeah. people who are promoting it have a lot of capital. A lot of capital can manipulate markets in the short term and fake signals. All I, I would I would turn your attention to March of 2020 and Bill Ackman's CNBC podcast or CNBC interview where he was on CNBC saying hell is coming literally that's the words he used hell is here or hell is coming while he was already short immediately after he started covering his positions he made the market crash and covered it these people can manipulate markets with capital that influence will wane the more decentralized and the larger the market cap of Bitcoin becomes because they are manipulating a game that they control, the US dollar fiat system. And the on-ramp to Bitcoin is the US dollar fiat system. So it is imperative that people get out of that system or they're gonna get trapped. Like, yeah. I, I want to add one more thing before we wrap up and to kind of piggyback on the, the education segment that we just created here at the end of the podcast. You know, I think something that's very important in finance is separating decisions from outcomes, especially short-term outcomes. And mm -hmm. the, 
the the issue with asset trading or with things that are appraised on a daily, monthly, you know, just things that are appraised constantly is the feedback is so quick. And it's really hard to tell someone right now that they're making a mistake by owning way more Ethereum than Bitcoin because they look at their phone and they say, you must -uh. be an idiot. How, how could I possibly be making this much money if what you're telling me is correct? You know, right. like Bit- Dogecoin is the people's crypto. And I know that because I bought it at two cents. Now, look at, I, you know, I, right. I'm, <laughs> you know, so, you know, I, I think, you know, and this is what I would say to, you know, my siblings or my close friends um, that are dabbling in the mania right now. And that is that you may be right in the short term and you may not want to listen to someone who's a stodgy old Bitcoin maximalist, but you can make the right decision and have a bad outcome and you can make the wrong decision and have the best outcome. And I think a lot of people are making the wrong decision right now and their outcome is amazing and it's really hard to tell them that they're wrong. Um, But, you know, if we could simply wake up five years from now, um, it it, it might be different. If if the next time there was a um, evaluation of Bitcoin and Doge was five years from now, I think those same people would have a really tough time putting most of their net worth into Dogecoin and locking it up for five years relative to Bitcoin. And so that's kind of the mental gymnastics that you need to play when you are deciding if something is, is, is a good decision. Because I don't think anyone wants to continue to try to pick off these little wins and bounce from GameStop to Dogecoin right. and all this stuff. It's like exhausting. It, it's, it's never gonna work out for you long-term. And you have the opportunity right now with Bitcoin trading at below below $47,000 to buy the best asset the world has ever seen, an asset that's engineered to be superior above all else, you have a great opportunity right now. And if you have big gains in Doge or Ethereum, pat yourself on the back. You're in the right place at the right time. Don't be a fool. Right. Yeah, that's uh, well said, man. There's, um, you know, the market can stay irrational longer than you can stay solvent. And that's the case both up and down. I mean, dude, I've been doing this Bitcoin thing a minute. I I remember waking up to losing 50% of my net worth in a single morning. If you don't know what that feels like, take it from someone who does. It's not fun. And maybe if you're in that kind of mania where you're caught up in the joy of making all the money in Doge or ETH or any other altcoins that you might have gotten lucky on, um, you're, you might just be thinking about the, the one side of it, right? Like, there's another side that you haven't maybe seen yet. So take a long-term perspective. Like it requires, it requires that. Like there's a, let's, let's end with this. Or I'll, I'll end with this, put it that way. There's a war going on and it's up here. It's in your mind. It's for your mind. Everyone wants a piece of it. The government wants it. The shit coiners want it. To be completely fair, the Bitcoiners, we want your mind. We want you to see the world this way. But the reason we do it is because it's sustainable. So it's up to you to figure out all the noise that's happening in the media and the government and politics and in your, in your local neighborhood and the the mask wearing of your bar, whether or not you need to vaccine passport or not. Like it's all, all of the things that are happening right now is an, it's a war on information. Like to look at what happened in Israel. Like they said, they're going to go and do a ground invasion. And then the people, it's like, it's all a war 
for your mind. It's they're trying to because oh, you can convince someone to do something, you have them. If you can convince them to do it on their own will, if you force someone to do it, they're going to resist. But you trick them into doing it on their own volition and you've got them. And that is what is going on. People are trying to trick you into willingly putting all your shit into bad stuff. So don't do it. Don't do it. That's for you, big hodl. This one's for you. (laughs) Uh, the last thing I'll say today and I think we'll wrap it up after this is your conviction is your own you can't have anyone else's conviction so just just to piggyback on the last thing you said there I think that that's really important you can feel good about something one day but if 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 it's not your conviction and it goes against you um, you're gonna have a hard time sticking with it so research bitcoin really understand bitcoin before you rule it out because there's so much there and it is you can't help but feel really optimistic about the future of humanity um, if you don't understand Bitcoin. You know, or if you do understand Bitcoin. Before you research Bitcoin, research your mind. Understand how you view the world and how it is not original. The way that you look at the world is not your ideas. It's a collection of other things that have been implanted in you from things that you've learned, things that you've been taught, things that you've read, things that you've seen, things that you've felt. Your worldview is an amalgamation of all of these other external factors that you combine them into something and that becomes you. So like the, the sooner you realize that your perspective of the world is influence, influenceable, then you can start to say, okay, not, not here's the information, but now let me think a further step back and say, like, what is being left out? Or like, what is the goal of presenting this information? Is there a hidden motive? Is there, are they condition, is there a conditioning factor in here that is trying to get me to act a certain way to believe a certain thing? Sometimes it's sometimes it's malicious, sometimes it's not, and it's just groupthink, and that goes back to like humans are tribal, right? Like we naturally want to feel part of a group, and that's why we love to get wrecked together with all our friends. <laughs> so, thank you guys so much for listening uh, to Value Stack this week on BTC Bat. It's my boy Shaper Funds over here. We're just out here stacking sets. Thanks for listening, everyone. See you next time. See you next time.